You're listening to the Shoeless Podcast, where we talk candidly about married life and parenting within the domestic church in the light of Carmelite spirituality and the Catholic faith. We're your hosts, Donald and Megan Wallenfang, and we invite you into today's conversation of living Catholic with abandon. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Shoeless Podcast. What a delight it is to ask the question, why? And even more, to ask the question, why ask why? For this opening season of the Shoeless Podcast, we've given space to ask the question, why? Why are you Catholic? Why marriage? Why shoeless? Why work? Why rest? Why delight? And now, why ask why? What is so significant about the question why? Why choose to ask why when we could refrain from doing so? Since we are convinced that it would be cowardly to avoid the why question, let us proceed to ask it all the more. So Megan, why ask why? Mm -hmm. I love how you said it would be cowardly, that some people might find it cowardly to ask the why question. That you brought up this word cowardly, and I can think of a group of people who are not cowardly. And these are children. Children are always asking why, the why question. If we were to do research on the number one thing that's said out of a child's mouth, I wonder if why would be in the top five. From the time that they can gesture and communicate through gesture. They're pointing at things. They want a name for things. They're seeing something that's getting their attention and they want to know about this thing. Mm -hmm. When they can speak with words from their mouth and vocalize, they begin to ask this question, why? So if they see a bird flying, they'll say, why? And as adults, we may try to wonder about this with them and, and see if we might be able to find an answer that seems to satisfy them. They have all kinds of questions why. They are a true metaphysical child. This is part of their metaphysical nature of asking why. And this is because they want to know the cause. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of Sophia Cavalletti in her book, The Religious Potential of the Child, talks about the metaphysical exigency Mm -hmm. of the child. They're very attuned to this deep resonance of being and Mm -hmm. the interconnectedness of all beings. Mm -hmm. And so when they ask why, it seems like they want to understand the place of this or that being within the whole Mm -hmm. order of creation. Mm -hmm. Then thinking about as children, as they grow up, the why question can sometimes change from wanting an answer to something about why does something behave a certain way or do a certain thing to asking maybe their parents why when the parents request a certain action of them. Like, would you mind hanging up your jacket? And they say, why? (laughs) And I think this is where there can be a lot of tension in the approach with parenting that's important to think about. I think for you and I, we've 
allowed this question of why to be on the lips of our children from the time they were able to communicate why until now without hindering it. We find a great importance in always being able to ask the question why. I know that there are some approaches within parenting where asking why of a parent who's asked you to do something is unacceptable and a failure of obedience. And I think, you know, we know within, you know, as Carmelites that there's this vow of obedience that we've taken. And so I guess I'm wondering how this works within this why question. What is this conversation between why and obedience? And with our children, when they're asking us why and questioning why we're asking them to do something, Mm -hmm. how does this work with obedience? That is a really interesting question. I think going back to the root of the word obedience, audire. So when asking why, someone is wanting to listen for the answer, Mm -hmm. listen for the reason. To begin with, the question suggests the one doing the asking is open to hear Mm -hmm. a response, a Mm -hmm. meaningful response. Mm -hmm. It seems like a lot of parents are not believing that their child is open to hearing though that the child instead has a challenging stance instead of being open to hearing Mm -hmm. yeah perhaps sometimes as parents we could be afraid to ask why with our children Mm -hmm. we don't want to be caught ignorant or Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. but I love when our kids ask why and oftentimes I'm like why don't we seek out this answer together Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I might be able to say so much about a question, and fortunately today we have great libraries and internet Mm -hmm. and all these sources we can journey with them to find out Mm -hmm. more of the cause that is Mm -hmm. the answer to their Mm -hmm. why question. And even back to the idea of when they challenge on, you know, if we say, could you please hang up your coat and they say why, just to not get so rigid and abrasive within ourselves right away, but to sit with the child and wonder about why. And I know for myself and for for you and I, there have been many times when our approaches have been changed because of the child asking why. So maybe there would be a better alternative to hanging up the jacket. Maybe the child has a better idea of what could be done with the jacket. Maybe the jacket is dirty and the child thinks it needs to be washed. Or just there's some other thought that the child has. So I don't know that we want to always assume that the child has ill intent in asking why, Mm -hmm. um, but to be respectful of their question even if it seems that there might be some kind of attitude behind it, but Mm -hmm. to allow the question to exist and to respond calmly to the question. Yes, I think whenever this question why comes up, especially from the lips of the child, it's an invitation to communal contemplation. Mm -hmm. It's a real welcome opportunity to stop what we're doing to get off the efficiency track Mm -hmm. and the utilitarian Mm -hmm. track of being and to ponder together Mm -hmm. with the child Mm -hmm. and to stoop down to the child's level Mm -hmm. and try to see the world as as he or she is seeing it. Mm -hmm. When we think of the why question, it's really, we could call it a cornucopia of meaning from the word new in Latin, horn and copiae, abundance or plenty, a cornucopia. This fruitfulness proceeds from the why question. Mm. One of my favorite 
quotations about asking questions is from the uh, German poet Rainer Maria Rilke, Letters to a Young Poet, where he says, Be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves. Like locked rooms and like books that are now written in a very foreign tongue, do not now seek the answers which cannot be given you because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now. Perhaps you will then gradually, without noticing it, live along some distant day into the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so beautiful. It just evokes in you this feeling of time suspended. When we, we say be patient with ourselves and live the questions now, and then perhaps in some distant day, we will live into the answer. And I think that's the beauty of the why question is that it does take a lot of time. It takes a lot of time to think through questions and to respond in our lives and thinking especially as being parents, but in any situations, we have to be willing and ready to set aside any plans to make room for these why questions. So the why questions, they may be things that we can set time aside for that may last, you know, a brief amount of time, five minutes, they may last an hour. We begin to realize that why questions may last an entire lifetime Mm -hmm. and that we will be giving ourselves a great gift if we can sit with them peacefully and patiently while we wait into a distant day when an answer may come or may not into eternity that may be answered then. The why question takes a lot of time to not let ourselves be restless with sitting with it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's a beautiful part of our existence to ask the meaning and cause thereof. And the best philosophers from children to grown men and women, mm-hmm. ask the question why. They mm-hmm. love to ask mm-hmm. it. Aristotle was one of them. His father was a physician. And one of Aristotle's works, called in Greek, Problemata, or The Problems, features over 900 why questions. Mm-hmm. That's what the the work Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he doesn't really even answer them. He Mm -hmm. just asks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, But among the questions he he leads off with are really anatomy, physiology kind of questions, I think, Mm -hmm. inspired by his upbringing and Mm -hmm. his father's work. He asks all about the human body and this and that. Mm -hmm. For example, among all living creatures, why does only man lift his countenance toward heaven? Mm. What an interesting question. Mm -hmm. And he gives like several reasons for that, Mm -hmm. which I won't get into in this podcast. But other questions include, why is the head of beasts hairy? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. You know, the the lion, the horse, they have manes Mm -hmm. or or different things Mm -hmm. and... Why is, why is the head hairy? And he gives some reasons mm-hmm, that he mm-hmm. thinks about that. Why do men become bald and trees fall their leaves in the winter? Mm-hmm. Why is man's head round? Why have you one nose and two <laughs> eyes? Mm-hmm. Why does man have a mouth? Why is the heart in the middle of the body? Why doesn't man have a tail like beasts? 
Why do living creatures sleep? Mm-hmm. These are just some of the mm-hmm. the questions. That was one one hundredth mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. all the questions he asked. Nine hundred questions he's asking. Why? 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 There's no problem asking this question. For him, it would be a problem not to ask mm-hmm. it. Really, mm-hmm. that'd be a serious problem. And, and that's how we're made. I I think that's interesting. Is that this is how we've been made? It would be a problem if we don't ask why questions. And yet somehow we've been shaped to not be able to ask the why question, mm-hmm. um, whether it's through our education systems or even our, our religious systems. Somehow within culture, we've been conditioned to not ask the why question. Mm-hmm. Um, we may have been punished for asking the why question. Mm-hmm. And so we've decided to not ask it anymore. But we were made to ask the why question, to wonder, to to, I mean, I love that Aristotle asks all these questions and he imagines, I just picture him imagining all these reasons of drawing out pictures of a person who has the question you had said, why have one nose and two eyes? I can imagine Aristotle drawing pictures of a head with more than one nose and more than two eyes or just one eye and multiple noses and, and just wondering about these images mm-hmm. and that it's okay to to have these questions and to realize that we were made to ask the why questions. Yeah, even Albert Einstein said the important thing is not to stop questioning. Mm-hmm. Not to stop questioning. That's the important mm-hmm. thing. The scientists, the inventors, mm-hmm. those who discover, mm-hmm. the artists, the poets, the great parents, children, they have all this in common. Mm-hmm. They love asking why. Mm-hmm. Life is a great adventure Mm -hmm. of asking why. We might ask, why is why such an important question? Because it inquires into the causes of beings and the cause of being itself. It's the Mm -hmm. premier philosophical question. Mm -hmm. Why These are metaphysical questions. This is the the heart of metaphysics. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yes, the why. Because, there I go again, that's how we answer the question why. Because... Mm -hmm. And we're saying, we're pointing to the cause that is the reason for the being of Mm -hmm. such and such. Mm -hmm. Why am I here? Why is there something rather than nothing? Why do I exist? Why do I ask why? Why do I feel joyful or sad or angry? Why do I do what I do? When asking why, we discover that each answer presents a new question. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was very good with mm-hmm, questions. Mm-hmm. And in the Gospels, we find him asking why a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of times is provoking his listeners to look inside themselves, mm-hmm. consider the motives of their actions. Mm-hmm. Just like I featured some of Aristotle's questions from his work called The Problems, I can feature a few of Jesus' questions about why mm-hmm. we hear in the Gospels. Him saying to the disciples or other listeners, why are you so afraid? Mm-hmm. Why did you doubt? Why all this commotion and wailing? Why are you thinking these things? Why were you searching for me? Why are you sleeping? Why are you crying? Why do you call me good? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Why are you anxious about clothes? 
Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? Why question me? Why did you strike me? Why are you trying to kill me? My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Mm. So it gets quite deep Mm -hmm. and quite remarkable. And it's Mm -hmm. like when Jesus asks us why, he's really inviting us to ask why Mm -hmm. in return. Really, Mm -hmm. in all these questions, it's like he's asking why are you not asking why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you were asking why, you would discover me. Mm-hmm. You would discover me, the ratio, the logos, mm-hmm. the reason mm-hmm. for your being. And the locus, the hinge of meaning throughout the created universe. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, he asks why with us, alongside us, and invites us to ask why with him. And asking why, again, we're led to the uncaused cause of all that is worth asking about and the ultimate meaning of being the Most Holy Trinity. Mm -hmm. Thinking about Jesus is so neat to think about him asking his own why questions of his parents when he was a child. And surely he asked Mary and Joseph many why questions about things that he was observing. And then later in life when he was studying with the rabbis and in the temple, um, as he got older, and certainly he was asking why questions of all the rabbis, and, and together as a group, they were asking why questions. So it's beautiful to think about Jesus, too, asking these questions as a young person. Yeah, thinking of Jesus, the child, I think again of Sophia Cavalletti, the great practitioner of children's catechesis, based on a Montessori approach. In her book, Religious Potential of the Child, chapter 8, entitled Education to Wonder and the Kingdom of God, she writes, It has been observed that early childhood develops under the sign of wonder. For the child, everything is a source of wonder because everything is new. Wonder is an exceedingly important stimulus for the human spirit, so much so that Plato said, This sense of wonder is the mark of the philosopher. Philosophy, indeed, has no other origin. Mm -hmm. So we really think about this intersection between wonder, Mm -hmm. delight, and asking why. why. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Wonder happens in asking why. So much asking why, so much wonder. Mm -hmm. They really go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. puzzling over the meaning of something, the reason for its being, how it relates to everything else. Mm -hmm. There's no shortage of wonder Mm -hmm. when we lead with the question why. Mm -hmm. So we will close now and leave it for more conversation for asking why among our family and our friends and the people that we care about. And we'll close with some scripture from the Gospel of Luke. Yeah, the Gospel of Luke chapter 2. Thinking of Jesus, the child, a 12-year-old boy, when his family went into Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. The feast eventually the context in which he would offer himself as a living sacrifice for the salvation of the world. Mm -hmm. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm. Each year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover. 
and when he was twelve years old, they went up according to festival custom. After they had completed its days as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking that he was in the caravan, they journeyed for a day and looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances. But not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God and man. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Shoeless Podcast. We hope you continue the conversation in your own home and with the people you love. We hope it challenges and inspires you to walk shoeless in the world and to live Catholic with abandon. 